Hello and welcome. This is the Mental Vet Tech and I am Hannah, the Mental Vet Tech behind the scenes. It is my mission to bring mental health and lifestyle wellness to the veterinary community. Here I hope that you find content to apply to your everyday life and to make your place in veterinary medicine more enjoyable and not just livable. So grab a beverage that soothes your soul and get ready to relate. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I am so grateful for all of your guys' support. Today we are going to be talking about sort of the changes that have been happening on my different channels and also on my Instagram and honestly just some um, different focuses that I've been having in my own personal life. Um Thank you so much for tuning in and I'm excited to get right into it. So for those of you who have found me via Instagram or found me via YouTube, um, you guys can probably tell, I mean, just honestly by the um, title of this podcast that I am into mental health and I am also a vet tech. Um, I guess that's pretty apparent, but I have been kind of processing what that means to me um, to be a veterinary technician dedicated to improving the mental health and the essentially mental health within our field and what that necessarily means to me. Now, for anybody that knows me in real life, um, Everybody, I mean, even if you know me through social media, you probably know this. If you've been following me for a hot second, um, I am very determined. I am very dedicated and I am determined to whatever I put my mind to. So with all that being said, I understand that not everybody is going to be like me and not everybody is going to be as persistent as I am and as I have been. Um... I definitely think that helps me kind of stand out from the crowd, but I also know that there are a lot of people who struggle with mental illness who like persist as much as I have and as much as I currently do. So I know that it's not something just unique to me. I know that some people might not be able to understand it, but honestly, the more my mental health improves, the more I realize how much persistence I needed just to get through a day when I was not doing so well mentally. Um, I guess I can also just put a trigger warning here just in case you have depression or suicidal ideation, anything like that. Um, I am going to not necessarily be getting into some of that stuff, but um, I think some of the things that I might say or might talk about might be a little bit triggering for you. So just kind of be aware of that. Sorry, I didn't mention that at the very beginning. Um, but yeah, so in my, my darkest days, it was incredibly difficult to just honestly like get up out of bed um and honestly that wasn't like my darkest period of time um it was definitely several several years ago but I had been struggling quite a bit over the past year and I am so grateful to my support system that I've had that has allowed me to be able to overcome that and a lot of that has been um, being diagnosed with ADHD and recognizing that that is the primary illness that I have, at least um, as I'm aware right now. 
Um, because for those of you that don't know, um, when you have ADHD, it's um, a high percent chance. I think it's like 75% of people who have ADHD have a, um, a secondary comorbidity. And um, I believe 50% of people who have ADHD have a second comorbidity as well. So for me, that's anxiety and depression. And I was diagnosed with those like when I was like a child, essentially. Um, So that wasn't, you know, too surprising. But to have ADHD because I didn't hit that typical hyperactive, um, bouncing around child, you know, I didn't really fit that um, idea. So I guess the signs were just not there for me. Um, And I had a lot going on in my childhood. So I was definitely not making it necessarily easy for people to pick up on the fact that I had ADHD. So once I got diagnosed with it and once I started learning, that's why I struggle all the time and everything I do, like no matter what I try, nothing works and I can't build new habits um, because I've been trying the wrong things. It made so much sense and I just stopped resisting so much and I stopped fighting so hard in the same ways I had been fighting because it's like trying to hike up a 90 degree like cliff with no hiking gear, like with no gear at all, um, when I could just take a different path around. But everybody else climbs straight up. And why can't I climb straight up? That's essentially what everything felt like all the time was I felt like I was trying twice as hard as people and I was somehow falling behind constantly. So um, persistence for me is something that I feel like I've always had, yet I've always fallen behind. So I know that a lot of other people might not have the same drive, have the same persistence, have the same um, goal to better themselves as I do, Um, just because I know that the more I work on myself, the more I process my emotions, the more I work through my issues, the happier I'm going to be in the long run. And why would I put that off. Like, why would I just be okay with the bare minimum right now when I can work towards that, get, you know, to a better place quicker and be happier with my life quicker. So that's kind of, I guess, how I think of it. Um, This is all relevant, I promise. (laughs) I'm just kind of explaining where I'm coming from and why I have the views that I do. Um, But one thing that I have realized recently is that I'm a lot more opinionated and I have a lot more views about the way veterinary medicine works, what's wrong with it and how to fix it than I realized in the beginning, especially when I first made everything um, on my social media accounts. I hadn't realized necessarily what I believed. I didn't understand what was wrong. I didn't understand how to fix it. And I definitely didn't understand my point of view. And you know, things always change. And that's essentially the fundamental of what I believe is that change is inevitable. And the more that you fight it, the more energy you're wasting, because by the time you finally accept this change, another change is going to happen. So you might as well just take a deep breath, agree that it's annoying and move on. Um, But there's so much change in veterinary medicine. And there's a lot of change happening right now, especially with you know, social media coming out and people talking about their experiences, talking about mental health, talking about things that have such a huge stigma against them. 
I think it's really important to speak up. And with all of that being said, I need to talk to you guys about something that nobody else talks about. And that is that we are part of the problem. And I genuinely mean we. We as vet techs, we as tech assists, as receptionists, as veterinarians, as practice managers, as practice owners, as previous practice owners, current practice owners, we are all part of the problem. There's no communication. There's no emotional intelligence. There's so little genuine connection and communication in these hospitals that everybody just get so emotionally burnt out so quickly. And I have to be honest with you guys. I see a lot of posts talking about how how veterinary hospitals don't pay their workers enough, how veterinary hospitals don't do this, they don't do that. They say they value mental health, but they don't stick up for it. They say they value you know, they want their employees to have family time, but they make them come in on their days off. And I genuinely want to ask you, if you believe that, if you resonate with that statement, have you ever stuck up for that? If you feel like the place of work that you have worked at or you worked at previously always called you in on your day off, did you ever say no? Did you ever say it's not acceptable for you to ask me to come in on my day off every single day off I have? I schedule things on my day off and this is my own personal time, so please do not reprimand me for this time that is allowed to me to have time off. Like, my time off is my time and if I choose to not come in, that's okay. Did you ever stick up for that? Or did you allow your employer to be passive aggressive? Did you call them out on that? Did you stick up for yourself? Did you stick up for your own boundaries? Because if you didn't stick up for your own boundaries, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, I definitely do this too. I definitely don't stick up for myself 100% of the time. I have learned all of this from experience, I promise. Um, And I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect. I don't stick up to everybody all the time. I'm not like some outspoken super opinionated person. I just am more comfortable with speaking my opinion on social media because aren't we all? Um, But if you didn't stick up for your own boundaries, if you didn't say like, hey, these are my boundaries. These are firm. You cannot contact me on my day off. You, if you called me in last week, I'm not going to come in this week. Um, I'm busy. I'm spending time with my family. I need to take a week off. It's non-negotiable. Like if you didn't stick up for yourself like that, then how would your employer know that that's a hard boundary? If you didn't stick up for yourself, if you didn't say, hey, I have taken on extra work. I have taken on extra hours. I have taken on extra initiative in the workplace. And I deserve to be compensated for that financially, this is what I'm asking. If you didn't tell them that you wanted to be paid more, if you didn't tell them that you felt like you were underpaid, that you weren't being compensated fairly for what you contribute to the company, then how can you go and say that you're not paid enough and that they don't care about paying you enough because you never asked? You never told them that you weren't getting paid enough. And maybe they know, maybe they know they're lowballing you, but if you don't 
go and tell them about it. If you just talk to your coworkers about how that's annoying and you don't speak to them about it, what are you doing about the problem besides like gossiping? You're not helping the problem. You're making everybody feel like you're sharing to the assumption that your employers don't care about you having a living wage. But if you spoke to them and if you said, hey, this isn't a livable wage for me, I need to do more. And if they said tough luck and then you left and you told them that you left because of that, then that's different. You're sticking up for change. You're sticking up for your boundaries. You're sticking up for your worth. But if you're not sticking up for those things, how are you going to go and be mad at a veterinary clinic for not treating you well enough when you didn't stick up for you treating yourself well enough? If you didn't stick up for that, if you didn't respect yourself enough to hold your boundaries firmly and you don't speak to them about the issues that you have with them, you don't give them an honest review, you just put in your two weeks and you leave and then you talk crap about them later, like how are you benefiting the system? How are you helping change? How are you making veterinary medicine a better place? Because let me tell you, if we continue to leave veterinary hospitals without telling our employers why we couldn't stay there, what's the point? What is the point of continuing to try to make veterinary medicine a better place? We all need to work on ourselves. And the biggest point of advice, biggest piece of advice I can offer you from all my years of processing trauma, um, as a child, um, from being neglected as a child, from uh, being in abusive relationships, from being in narcissistic relationships, from just having a really rough life for being 24 years of age, I can tell you that your relationship with yourself directly reflects the rest of your life. And if you do not value yourself, if you do not have a good relationship with yourself, if you don't respect yourself, and you complain a lot about everything else around you, how are you expecting veterinary medicine to be good to you? There is no amount that you could be paid. There is no benefits that you could receive from work that would genuinely make you happy for long-term amount of time because eventually you'd be unhappy with something else. And that is 100% true. That's why they have sayings like the grass is always greener on the other side because whatever you have, you want more. You always want more. And I'm not saying that asking a living wage is too much to ask for. I'm saying that the first step to recognizing the problem within veterinary medicine is to take responsibility for the part that you play. And honestly, the more responsibility you take just as an individual in your life, the happier you're going to be. Because, you know, I'm not saying take responsibility by saying, okay, like, for instance, the last animal hospital I worked at, not the one before the one I work at now, but the the one before that, the one I started as a receptionist. When I left, I, I'm going to be 100% honest. I didn't tell them about how unhealthy I felt when I worked there. Honestly, I didn't even really understand that until I started working at the next place. Um, but I never told them. I never pushed for that change, really. There there was some ways in, way, in which I reached out and I spoke about things and um, 
I pushed for my boundaries, but I definitely could have been done better. And that's the thing, because then at the next place I worked, I did better. I spoke up about my concerns. I learned. I definitely could have done it in a better fashion, in a more professional fashion, but I did stick up for myself and I did say, hey, X, Y, and Z is happening. I'm not okay with this. How do we move forward so we're both happy and we're both benefiting in this situation? And I didn't end up staying at that place and that's okay. It's okay to move. It's okay to grow. It's okay to fight for something that you thought you wanted and then find out that once it starts getting better, that's not actually what you wanted and that wasn't actually the change that you were needing. It's okay to learn. It's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be responsible for something bad happening. And more than anything, you deserve the forgiveness from yourself to move on. Forgive yourself for not sticking up for yourself. Forgive yourself for not sticking up for your boundaries. Forgive yourself for not saying, no, I need this break. Forgive yourself for not drinking water on shift. Forgive yourself for holding your pee so long that you got a UTI or that you stayed over and missed an appointment or you stayed late and missed your son's baseball lesson. Like we hold ourselves so accountable for so many things and we guilt trip ourselves for so many things, but we don't move on. We just continue to feel guilty. We continue to feel bad. And what is the point of taking responsibility for something if you don't learn, if you don't move on, if you just continue to make yourself feel bad about a situation, you're not ever going to learn and move on. You're just going to continue suffering for your entire life and having a bad relationship with your life and then with yourself and having that reflect onto everything. Because if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not happy inside your own mind, then there is no being happy on the outside. And this is also why I gave a trigger warning because this is the thought that got me all the time when I was really low because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so not happy inside of my own brain and I don't know how to get out of it. Um, For me, it was a mixture of medications and accepting that I have ADHD and that my brain doesn't work the way a neurotypical person's brain works. And that's something I'm still working on. It's not like I'm 100% better. It's not like I took a medication and switched jobs and now I'm a different person. I am progressing and I am working on myself and I am respecting my own boundaries more and more and I'm not 100% and I understand that 100% of giving my effort and being perfect are two different things. And I think that if you take nothing else from my channel, if you take nothing else from my presence on social media, take this that improving your relationship with yourself is the best thing that you can do for your life, for your entire life. It's going to positively affect yourself. It's going to positively affect your coworkers, your significant other, your children, your family. Because the happier you are with yourself, the happier you are with your whole world. And the more you realize I'm not okay with this, or this is what I was doing and it was making me so unhappy, so I'm not going to do this thing anymore. 
And it can be really scary to look yourself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I'm responsible for a large portion of my own suffering. Like nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be like, oh, I'm the reason I hurt all the time. Because that sucks. (laughs) It's like, honestly, like the worst thing because you like up until that point, you're always blaming someone else. Oh yeah, my, my practice manager, they never listen to my concerns. But were you talking to your practice manager about the concerns or were you talking to your coworkers about the concerns? Oh, well, they wouldn't have listened anyways. But how do you how do you know that? How do you know that your practice manager wouldn't listen to you? Oh, well, I've gone to them before, but did you go to them this time? No. If you didn't go to them this time, then you can't expect to know the future. And That is also something I wanted to touch on really quickly. I know I'm kind of jumping all around. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, if you are like, oh, well, I just know my boss is going to react in a way or I just know my manager is going to react in the way, then do it anyways. You already know the outcome and do it anyways. You don't think it's going to be productive? Well, at least you spoke up. You did your due diligence. If you... If a client comes into you and says, oh, well, my dog had a reaction to Brevecto. It threw up three hours after it ate it. Like You're like, okay, well, typically they throw up within an hour. So we're obligated to file the report, right? And you know it's likely not effective, but effective of why the dog threw up. But okay, whatever. You do it anyways, right? You did your due diligence. Whether or not that's actually what happened, whether or not the Brevecto actually affected it, you did your part and you move on. And then the dog doesn't get Brevecto anymore and you move on, right? Even if that owner continued giving Brevecto, you would still have to report that. You would still have to do your due diligence. Even if the Brevecto wasn't the thing that the dog, wasn't the thing that caused the dog to throw up, you would still have to, you know, do your part. And that is what you have to do for yourself. You still have to stick up for yourself. You still have to speak up about the things that make you uncomfortable because the people who own the hospitals you work at, the people who manage the hospitals that you work at, your trainer, your boss, your manager, your associate veterinarian, you're the owner of the whole hospital, that head veterinarian, they're all people too. They all have their own lives, their own struggles, their own worries, their own problems going on on a daily basis. They have things that flood their mind on a consistent basis. So how do you think that they're going to be able to read your mind? That's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to just pick up on what you passive aggressively put down. You have to be direct. You have to set a time aside. You have to process your emotions. Think about it. Process it. Okay, what do I want to say? How is the most effective way? How am I going to relay this information in the most, um, the most you know, productive way? And even if you don't, even if you just work on speaking up for yourself in the moment, I mean, that's the progress. That's that's a progress. That's the step towards progress. You're sticking up for yourself, and that's better than nothing. Could you do it more professionally next time? Yeah, sure. But it's all about taking those steps, a little step, a step-by-step, step, and then pretty soon you've made a whole ton of difference. And so just stop blaming other people for your problems because if you haven't dealt with your problem with yourself, it's easy. It's 
easier and it might make you feel better short term to blame your problems on your practice manager, on your manager, on your trainer, on your receptionists, on your assistants, on your vets, on your parents, on your boyfriend, on your husband, on your kids. But take responsibility for the part that you play because you can't change anything else. The only part of your life that you can change is how you react to things, how you process things, and how you react. And that is the only thing you have control over. So maybe you can't force your manager to give you a $10 raise, but you can ask and you can politely, you know, resign from your position if they say that you're not worth that much and you can find another job. And if that's not what's right for you, then that's not what's right for you and you move on. But we have to stop pinpointing the blame on other people because we play a part in this. I see vet techs beating each other up on social media all the time. Tell me how that's productive. Tell me how that's kind. Tell me how that's adding to the mental health like portion of our field. That's not fair. It's not fair to each other. Even if GP sometimes might push more work onto ER and ER might push more work off onto GP, look at each other as peers. As coworkers, and if you don't look at your coworkers with that respect, then that's a whole nother issue that you have to work on. But looking at yourself with that respect is where you need to start. Because if you don't have empathy for yourself, if you don't know how to empathize with other people, you're going to be unhappy all the time. And there is no amount of money. There's no practice manager. There's no trainer. There's no assistant. There's no CSR that can change that for you. That's just the way you're going to be until you decide to change that. And I know, who am I to be telling you all this? I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I have lived it. I have gone from self-harm and suicidal ideation to actually looking at myself in the mirror and being pretty freaking happy about the person that I am. And I'm not saying that I don't get frustrated with myself. I, I got in a minor car accident yesterday and I was really frustrated because I didn't even respond quick enough to honk. I can do CPR on a dog, but I can't honk in time in a car accident. That blew my mind. Like I can see a dog starting a go cyanotic like – in half a second, but I can't honk my car horn while I'm in the driver's seat in half a second. Like, there's things like that that irritate me. I I know that I have a different response in different traumatic events. Like, I understand that. But I also still am frustrated by it. I'm still learning how to love myself. I'm still learning how to take care of myself. But the thing is, I stick up for myself in ways that I never would have two years ago. And who knows? Maybe I will be, like, even more improved in two years from now. It's all about 
starting today and starting where you are. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Your healing progress doesn't have to happen right away. It doesn't have to be all at once. You don't have to do all or nothing. And I'm going to be posting more about um, different types of um, cognitive distortions, like an all or nothing um, frame of mind or like mind reading, like uh, people are mad at me or like having assumptions of what other people are thinking or doing. Um, I will be posting about this more and kind of doing little tidbits of information. But I just want to remind you that just take a second to think about how far you've made it. And maybe you're not where you want to be. Maybe you're at the lowest point in your life, but you woke up today and you got out of bed and you are listening to this, which means that you want to try to improve your life in some way or shape or form. And so for that, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for listening to this. I'm proud of you for making it this far, even if no one has made it this far. (laughs) I'm glad that you're here. And I hope that someday you learn to be glad that you're here too. I know this episode was definitely a deeper one, but I appreciate all of your guys' support. Remember to be kind to yourselves, and I hope you guys do something for yourself today. Thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a good night. Bye-bye.